to shit shower shave. I know it's been months, months, years. I don't know how long it's been. It has been a very long time for a number of reasons. A bitch is busy. Hey, if your kids are listening, just know you might want to put on some earbuds. My Peloton instructor told me that the other day. She was like, this is explicit. So if you don't want to hear kids and hear curse words, put your damn earphones in. Um, but it, I, I, I'm booked and busy. Um, I have kids. I have a full-time job that has not yet ceased. It is amazing to me how people are like, oh, I just have all this time. And I'm empathetic for them because that means they are not working or they are furloughed or all those things. And I'm very empathetic for those people. I am just not one of those people. I work in PR and crisis is high, especially uh-huh. you know, all the things going on. Um, so I can't promise consistency, but we're going to try. Um, along with the whole world is going through many, many things. It's a lot to mentally handle, um, which is part of the reason why I wanted to do another episode um, about all the things going on. But with that, I will introduce our mom of the week, which is Kelly. Um, I've known Kelly for way too many years that I dare not to mention. (laughs) Pre and post children. Correct. Very much so pre-children and um, very much so post-children. Um, so Kelly, I will let you introduce yourself, introduce yourself to the moms. Hi moms. I am Kelly Ball. I am in the trenches. I'm a mother of two toddlers, six and four. The, my son is the oldest. So the daughter's the youngest. So then they may as well be twins because girls mature faster than boys. So she's right where he is now. And, um, I've chosen not to work for this particular phase. And I'm still exploring all the um, ups and downs of said choice. Okay, so you said you're still navigating the decision of being a stay-at-home mom. So did y'all make that decision because you didn't want your kids to go somewhere or because it was cheaper or kind of what was your thinking in that? Straight up paranoia. He and I both were first-time parents. So, um, and we were in like a weird space when we had the when we had our son because my parents were empty nesters, and so they were retired and didn't have anything to do but catch a grandkid. So I had them, and luckily I had like the unbridled support of my parents. So I mean, after that, you know what I'm saying? It's it's almost like um, it's almost like you know your first food being candy or dessert. You're, you're kind of <laughs> like. You know what I'm saying? After that, I was just like, I couldn't, the whole process of either daycare or whatever, it just, it was too, it made me too paranoid um, Mm -hmm. because what I, what I came up from, the system that I started with. So with that, we just made the, because neither of us are rich. So we just kind of made the decision that financially he would do all of that. And then I could stay with the kids. And then although we don't have any gender specific roles, the only thing I could do that he can't express that's it. <laughs> so, otherwise, it was, yes, you're choosing to go make the money, but when you're home, we're both ten, to- ten toes down, because it's, I mean, and this, this period only lasts for five years, which is not easy to say, but... it Yeah. You know, I think it, people don't give stay-at-home moms the credit they deserve, because in reality, the shipping your kids off at six weeks isn't a new phenomenon, but, like, in theory, our generation stayed with family. Like, it wasn't like you were at daycare, and it's now whether or not people are having kids older or people are, you know, grandparents are newfangled and be like, I don't want to watch your kids all day. Right. Whichever it is, 
it's a change. And so like, I give all y'all kudos. Cause I know, I know the way that my patients work. I would not be able to do it, <laughs> they're, but they're not- it's different, right? Every, every person is different. I think it's a decision you have to weigh for yourself. But just like you said, I think that's what you trade. You trade the two Ps. Um, you trade your patience for paranoia. Because I do, like yourself, I have a lot of girlfriends that do work. And they some of them even travel for their job. And they're like, I'm never comfortable. I'm always thinking about, if I drop my baby off, I'm thinking about them until, literally until I pick them up. So, I mean, yeah, there is no easy side of the fence. The working mom, she's not really 100% present at work because, you know what I mean? If You know, depending on the route you take, whether you love or like your kids, the, the working mom, she's worried all day. You know what I mean? And she wants her kid to be cared for the way she would do it. And so that's a, so then she's, she's just at work with paranoid, whereas I'm at home with a lack of patience because I can see them and I'm dealing with them, but they are still toddlers and infants and they're mine. So to me, nobody has it easier. We just, you know what I mean? One of us is gambling with our patients and the other is gambling with paranoia. Cause you Absolutely. Because yeah. I remember being very paranoid. And even now, like when I leave my kids and my parents or my sister or shit, they daddy, I'm still paranoid sometimes because I'm like, did you do it the way I would? Did you do that? And I've had to coach some of my friends who are becoming new parents through, especially through the dad part of like, just because it's not your way, don't mean it ain't right. They not, he not going to hurt them. He not going to intentionally hurt them. They not going to starve. They going to go to bed. Like you, it will be fine. Um, but I do think it is trading off like a paranoia for uh, patients because again, I don't have any kind of patience. A mother whose patience is not, dust by Wednesday or hell even by the afternoon you know what I mean that those are the ones that came up with the rosé all day t-shirts and the <laughs> day camps these are all the mental brainchilds of stay-at-home moms the 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 be it a day camp be it uh nap time all they invented all that and the working mom you know what I mean she she's at work blowing up the caregiver's phone whether it's you know so for to me I've always since I've physically been in it prior to having kids I didn't know which was better mm-hmm. didn't you know what I'm saying but like you said now there's to me nobody wins I mean everybody's you're either you're, you're paranoid all day because you want to know and then god forbid something happens at the daycare and I've been in that position you know where I've had someone did that and the working mother blazes out of work and wants to blow up you know she's going from right you know what I mean you have them going from uh, a banker to an inmate and that's all from one one daycare call because just like you said that they're they're at work thinking about that all day because nobody cares for your kid like you yeah i mean i've gone off on some daycare teachers because i'm like first of all like my preston called somebody a chicken head one time <laughs> called a teacher a chicken head and she was like you need to teach him this is not respectful i said well, why were your feelings hurt by a four-year-old calling you a chicken head? Whether or not it's true, he's four. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't think that, and even when they have like the whole, oh my God, but you get to spend time. That doesn't mean that I want to spend all the time I get to spend with my kids. I don't know why it's like an automatic. People, oh, but you get to spend the time. Yeah, but who says I want it to be 24 hours? Who <laughs> says I need that time to be every minute? Sometimes I envy the working mom. Granted, you know, she's a parent, 
there's that she's yeah there's that that self-identity space or that there's that space of her being needed in a different capacity which mm -hmm. matters you know mm -hmm. what i mean even you like you said i have the advantage of knowing you pre-children and I, I said this to you i believe at your uh, kid's birthday party that the way you run an office did transition into the way you run your family it's a thousand percent you a don't thousand percent. I, you don't miss deadlines it, it, it is structure everybody it is itinerary so to me that actually lended itself to this you know yeah. what i mean this, like newfound newfound area whereas you know and it's interesting because i would never have thought about it that way and i remember intensely before i had kids being like jennifer you have to consciously tell yourself to be fun because i was like i'm not a fun person i don't play games i don't dress up i don't do none of that shit like i remember having to consciously tell myself that oh. and i don't think i fell into like I'm not the funnest mom. Like, I'm not about to lay on the floor and, like, play Play-Doh all day and, like, create these fun, inventive games. But no. I do intentionally try to be excited about the things they are excited about, which is enough for me. And it's enough for them. And they will never know any different. And you can't, everybody, you can't be everything. You can't be good cop and, and bad cop. Fuck that. I learned that a long time ago. And I, I have actually, in the middle of putting out a fire, switch uniforms. Like if, if, if husband comes in guns blazing, I literally have to make the mental shift because you can't do both. You, you can't, you can't all the time be good cop, you can't all the time. And sometimes structure is the good cop. You know how when you're little, like I can remember being little, like damn, I want to go to this cousin's house because they don't have a bedtime, they can eat ice cream. For <laughs> by, just three, said that. by day three, you are begging for structure. By day three, you want to bath. By day three, you 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 want to be regular in your bowel movements. So, so kid, you, people have that that euphoric ideal that oh, you know, I want to be the fun parent. I want to be the yeah. But after two days of the fun parent, you 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 need you need some structure, or you need that parent that's that's gonna make it less fun. Shit, I don't care how so it makes it less fun. Sleep is good. Might not be cool, but it's necessary. Well, nigga, everybody, I had, to, I told them today, I said, Preston, everybody has rules. Even me and daddy, we have rules. I got to take care of you. I got to go to work. I got to pay bills. I got to keep a roof over your head. I have rules. There are things I can't just do whatever I want. He was like, I didn't know that. And I was like, I keep on trying to tell your ass. Everybody's life ain't roses. No. And the minute I stop following rules, your life sucks. Like, it's I don't horrible. know how else to tell you that. I get, I said that, but sometimes because I'm the stay at home, my, my kids will mistake me for the fun one 24 7. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, because depending on how he comes home, you know what I mean? Depending on how the world was to him, my husband's black. So it's like, wherever we are there, I got to catch, fill in that, that yeah. emotional pregnant pause or that emotional space mm -hmm. for him. Because I don't want to, I can't, we can't mix energies. That's the, that's one thing I don't allow in my home. Whatever happened out there, keep it out there. Mm -hmm. My kids, their day, their their um their day is what dictates the flow of the house. You know what I mean? Um, they're not running anything, but I'm not gonna shock them with my bad day. Right. I'm not um, project anything on them that they weren't there for firsthand. Mm -hmm. um, Roman came home from school and kept hitting the boy with the lunchbox. Everybody's day was fucked up. <laughs> Everybody, don't hit people with lunchbox, and you certainly, you know what I mean? Like you you don't do it again. Like 
back to back. Like I'm telling you to do this stuff. But no, if it's an adult person, we got to leave those there. But the emotional, that's real because you get mistaken for, oh, she's always there. She's going to always soothe. She's mm-hmm. going to always. But no, when I drop the hammer, then they're like, oh, oh, they look like, you know what I mean? A robbery going wrong. But I'm like, <laughs> That's, that's, that, no, 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 no. You have to go to sleep. You cannot have, you can't do in the afternoon what we're doing when it's time for you to go to bed. So sometimes that, but then I guess it keeps me sane because then I don't feel like a sucker. Because sometimes right. being here, you do feel like a sucker. Even when you're not the phone with something from here, you feel like a sucker. Because I'd be like, I'm going to let you do this one thing. And then you take that inch and turn it into a hundred miles. And I'm like, see, now I didn't tell you to do that blew my mind the first time that was a thing between me and my husband like he was mad that he didn't get to take Roman on the helicopter and I'm like what you care yeah because then I look like the mean one you look like the mean oh god and then you realize that sometimes the spouse is a little bit of a child like in this whole in this sometimes they point you know sometimes they stick a foot in the kid pool and 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 they do a dance, a hokey pokey with it. So I didn't know that was a thing. That sometimes I told somebody that I have five kids, not four. I at least have four and a half. Listen, I, I've I've got two in a day, a summer camper for sure. I've got like I've got one that gets dropped off from the inner city sometimes, and then he comes to our programs, and then he go, and then he buzzes back to adulthood or whatever because that was a legit it, and it was a standoff between he and I and he was like no because I wanted to be the one to do the fun thing and I was like you give a fuck but okay I just I, my thing was to get it done and get him sleep but okay you I have to consciously make sure sometimes you right. look all right Did I mean I, the I, other thing is so being a, at home with them all day how do you turn off mom parent and turn on wife because that is what I struggled with a lot even though I went to work every day because I was like, they're only small for so long and they need all my attention and you can take the back burner. And I realized that bit me in the ass later because then I had complete disassociation with the needs of my husband. And I had to relearn all of those things in order to have a successful, productive partnership. (laughs) And that sentence is like, what do they call it? It's like a gateway drug because you keep saying... (laughs) They're only little for this long. They're only little for this long. You know what I mean? So I can sleep with it. And, and I, I, ju- I, I turn that corner very hard, too, because I'm like, we're going to put us on the back burner. It's all about them. But, I mean, he still has wants and needs attention. Like, the, when I gave birth, the doctor said, don't forget about him, too. And I was just like, the nerve of you to make this about him. Right. Like, like it's this little person who can't do anything for themselves. I, literally just produced a person and you're talking about him again okay (laughs) oh okay but you but i no bullshit like that is a legit like that's a a eye on the stove that you have to man Mm -hmm. and it it but it, it it is though and um for me for me and him because we both they roman was both of our first we were kind of both amazed for the same amount of time which helped mm-hmm. and, you know what i mean we were both like petri dishing it for the same time like oh look you know what i mean he blinked right. he yawned whatever so that helped but he snapped out of it much much faster than i did much and then it was like a a thing where we we hit it we hit a pass we had to go to counseling um mm-hmm. she's like he matters his needs matter and i was just like i said the gateway drug but they're only little for this amount of time <laughs> 
And she's like, yes, honey, but you and your husband are only this age for this amount of time. You guys are only in this emotional space for this amount. And you guys need to, to feed each other. Mm -hmm. and, and to hear another adult tell you that is kind of jarring because you're still on this mommy high. Like, you know, we did this together, but now I have to service. Wow. You start, you feel like a gas pump. You're like, I have the baby. I'm servicing the baby. I'm paranoid about the baby. But that's a, and, and uh, it's a, it's a stacked deck on a woman. Um, especially I had a friend describe it as I'm literally drained dry emotionally from work. I'm drained dry emotionally from breastfeeding. And then now somebody wants me to, to drain me dry for sex. And she was like, I just, I like, I, I my body's not my own. And I was like, then I, I wasn't as far along the journey as I am now. Um, I think I was kind of still in the, I just don't want nobody to touch me. Kids touch me all day. They do this. Just leave me alone. Da -da 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 -da. And then now on the other side, I'm like, and, and, and I have gone to therapy as well. And the therapist kind of described it. He was like, you've made your life a to-do list, which now includes your husband. And you need to figure out how to not make it a to-do list. So I literally had to stop making, like, you're like schedules, itineraries, times. I had to abandon all of that and also expectations of myself as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, because I had these huge high pedestals that I was trying to put myself on. I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I want to change this. I want to break this generational curse. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that was causing so much pressure on me to be perfect that it was my, not making my home life happy. And so I had to break down what that meant for me. Like the kitchen doesn't have to be clean every day, Bitch, you can go upstairs and, and watch a movie with your husband, right? Like you, you have don't have to do this. You can take, you can take a break and do this. The kids don't have to do all of this, but they asked to bed and go do like, I had to make time for myself and I had to make time for my husband. And that's the thing I think that people, regardless of what state of status you're in, stay at home, go to work, whatever. I think that's the thing that w women and moms forget often is the, the, the self-care, but also your spouse care. Cause that shit is important. But they, okay. And a lot, my body changed so much because that, Girl. that, that, <clears throat> that, that was a thing too. And I was just like, you know, I, I was never, I've always been a small girl, but I've been busty. And so uh, once I breastfed both of them and broke, my son was like a year and a half and my daughter was about a year. I mean, it, my body looked different to me, yeah. to which, you, which makes you approach that relationship different. And I've always been like a confident person, but oddly enough, or unfortunately, I don't know what you really want to call it, but <laughs> My husband is my first, last, and only sexually. So that's a, in that space, I was just like, you know, I'm going to come to the gym with a different set of equipment. Like, I feel <laughs> so, that was a thing for me. And, and, and they was, and my, um, my husband and um, our therapist, she was just like, you know, no, he's, he's over that. Like, he's not, he's part of what's sexy to him. And he had to say, he's like, you know, seeing you be a mother is sexy. And that's the way, I didn't even know that. He's like, you know watching the way you handle our children that's actually why i sometimes you know what i'm saying and i'm like so what? many bricks falling right i'm like this is so many bricks falling okay wait wait it's so it's so okay that's fine that's fine and so i had to learn how to service that like and whereas with you because you're a structured person you had to throw away your list swear to god my it was the opposite she's like okay, you had to have a list she's like you can't be this euphoric unicorn pisces <laughs> 
around doing no, pencil him in wear something nice make him you have to know, let him know that you want to want and i was just like oh god here we go like putting uh, here's another uniform to hang in a closet but i mean it's it's a thing because you don't want your husband to not like you but right i, I mean, mean i recently had to invest in a whole lot of more more attractive night clothes because i was like i just want to put on some sweatpants and a shirt that shit is comfortable but I, it's not just about me <laughs> no and that is so hard it's it, it's so that's 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 the hardest and then he felt like because i was stay at home it should be easier and that was a whole beef he's like it should be nothing for me to come home and you're in this and before okay. i broke out the vaseline not for sex for a whole fist fight i said you feel like i should be it after and and mind you but he had i'm like you know what it, and i felt even more offended because he knows what it is you know the day-to-day -day with them too it's not like you know you've left the car no you know you, you know the 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 crash course i'm on with them right so i was just like wow for you to add that like random ass al bundy fantasy on there like it was so it was like a what i was just like okay but i see but i had to find the middle ground which was like okay Granted, you don't necessarily have to have like one of those wrestler slings that the girls are wearing now on. When you <laughs> but but you you could put a lip on. You could you you could, you could put color in your face. You don't necessarily have to have the shirt that Reagan threw up on on still when he comes on. So it's like okay, that's, that's fine. I get it. And then we've learned how to find a way or make one. You know what I mean? Um, and everybody finds their own path, right? Like everybody figures it out. But I think some of that is transparent conversation because mine was about body image too. I was like, nigga, I don't even like this seeing this. So I don't want you to. And I didn't understand that he was okay with it. And so I think it's having that transparent conversation makes a difference. Now, yeah. as we approach how all of us are now stay-at-home parents, right? <laughs> how has that changed from what was previous? I felt like I swear to I was just showing showing my sister um a little while ago. I had made a video on March 11th. Swear this is on March and I still have it in my phone. It was the first time I had made one of those like mommy crying videos that I never understood. And I was sitting there and I was just like, "Wow, I am pressed. I'm tired. Roman is at now." And at this time, it was just I just had one. I had my 3-year-old. Mm -hmm. I said, "I mean, I have my 4-year-old at home with me." I said, "I'm tired. Roman's at school. I just want to be by myself. I have one and then I pan the camera over and Reagan's sitting there watching TV and I'm crying and I'm like, I just need a break. This is March 11th, 2020. Only for four days later, the school to say, guess what? You've got both and you can't go home. You can't fly home. I have never felt more. It felt like, it felt like, it felt like when that box is checked in school, when it says your parents have already been contacted. So there's nothing you can do. You can't talk to your counselor. You can't talk your teacher out of call. You can't, it's, it's over. You're busted, party over. Like I just felt so in a corner. And then I was like, okay, but wait, he's home too. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like it, it, it was so nuanced at first, the first couple of weeks that it didn't feel as bad. And I felt like, okay, I had help. But then around April, oh no, I got backed into that corner of like just the anxiety of these four walls, these kids, me and him. <sighs> and that was, that was a lot. And then that was when like, like 
the the stores to the grocery store would be like a trip to Vegas. And I just had to like check my own self because the one thing I didn't want them to do was fill it. But oh my, they didn't know. Three days I just made my first crying video where I was like, it's too much. And I was just, I swear to God. And I just made the video. I was like, I was telling my sister, like the irony that I was just saying having one at home was too much. Broke saying I needed just time to myself or I just wanted to be needed in a different capacity for somebody Mm -hmm. to in a different way. You know what I mean? Um, And then I got hit with that. And then, and I have been like yourself, one of those staunch rule followers of the pandemic. You know what I mean? I haven't, uh, they haven't been in anyone else's home. I kept them here. We cooked the food. We went to the grocery store. So what? That backfired like fucking crazy. I couldn't, but I, I remember getting in the garage, having a, having a talk with myself, like, no, 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 no. You can't snap out of it. You can't even let your spouse know you feel like this. You can't even let him know you feel like this because to some degree, he's following emotional lead you know what i mean and he's like if the coach is feeling like the game so i had to like shake it off take a hit and then like re-enter it and then at night or you know what i mean when i would have my private time because the way it shakes out for me is when everybody goes to sleep at like nine mm-hmm. nine thirty that's when i have my time or in the, in the morning maybe an hour when my husband leaves out yeah. i might have that so i was just like oh and then you really start to like you're like okay this is what this is but i will say after this parents i'm good i'm good after this i'm good i'm good i am good after this what does that mean (laughs) it it means it means that it it did shake a little bit of my paranoia constantly having to happen oh okay I'll, i'll be a little more appreciative of when they are just like you see, when they are even with my sister or with my grandma or with their grandma, I can I I'll learn to let that go. Whereas that was like I was be like ten percent. Now it'll be negative negative twenty. <laughs> now I have learned and I have so much respect like for the working mom because that ooh ooh like, we have been doing it. So me and Deshay are both home. Like we're home and we're working, and so. When it first hit, I got exposed in Vegas. I went to a conference in Vegas. Somebody tested positive. I think the 8th of March, I got an email. Hey, you were exposed. You got to shut it down. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I've been home from work since March 8th or 9th, one of the two days. And then they closed school maybe a week later. Thank you. And so in the beginning, I was, this is the schedule. This is what we're going to do. Y'all going to do this, 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 this. And I was like, I don't have, I don't have the capacity to be on Zoom all day and deal with y'all all day and make lunch and breakfast and dinner and feed you and entertain you. And so. And still while you're in and not knowing, you still don't know what's going on. Correct. Because we have been, you know hard nothing nowhere not nothing nobody like my sister and mom like as we got further and like rules got a little bit more lax would be like outside six feet away we sitting six feet for week mask on the kids riding bikes with mask on um and now with the numbers increasing we've even pulled that back like it's just like not worth it but i was the non-tablet parent like i was like fuck a tablet y'all ain't never gonna have a tablet y'all not gonna watch the tablet you're not gonna have a tablet you don't need it Oh, when them tablets came out and they left me alone for hours on end, I was like, have all the tablets you want. Like, 
take it, have it, enjoy it until, so Preston is, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, he's very smart, but he's very busy and he will sit there all day and his, his, he wouldn't sleep. So, you know, you see those kids with the dark eyes because they didn't get a screen off. Like, that was Preston. His tablet was cracked, right? <laughs> and he was watching, like, Teen Titans and Ben 10. All these things that, like, don't have great emotion expression, right? So he would get in trouble, and he would go in his room and throw all his shit all over the floor. Or he would, like, start throwing things over the balcony. And I was like, I'm trying not to beat your ass. But... <laughs> sir you're pushing it and so we've had to revert a little bit back so they don't have tablets they have their leap pads and then they but can use it you dipped into you you became the mom you judged and i feel like we're all doing that. like everybody's interweaving in between this whole pandemic and like you said you weren't a, a, a ipad mom but you needed you gotta work i had to try it i had to try it to see what it was like and what it was like was something I want. <laughs> I'm not a spanker. And I've always said I, that was one of the bridges or the the, the generational things I was trying to, I was, I'm not a spanker. I'm not a spanker. I have absolutely, absolutely hit some heinies, tacked some asses, and yoked up. Absolutely. It's just, I mean, I, I do sometimes. Since you've been on, on lockdown? Yes, yes. Oh, Rachel got a good swat. She got a good swat to the bottom. And it was like, even then, and when I said, like, I came from, from whooping with whooping, Yeah, I don't whoop my kids. They get popped, but I don't whoop my kids. Now, I just, a spanking or a swat, I just, and then that's since pandemic. Prior to that, I used to say, because I was a product of, of just yeah. legit ass kicking, a double stitch black coach belt. I will never forget it. Go, go, uh, gold buckle and so them it's it's a swat and my husband is not that's not an option period your hands are too big your voice is too heavy it's not happening yeah but for me what there been that that last water fight indoors the last time my sink was left running on purpose i oh we've had some of those yeah my so mom called me once and said your ceiling is raining water i said excuse me yeah, we're not. We're that. That was the when when Reagan let off. Of, what the hell is wrong with you? Okay, 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 okay. We're gonna swat and then we're gonna talk and then it's not gonna happen again. Like I get it. You're frustrated. We're all on Eve's Bayou here, but we're not gonna start with Poe's whole. With you remember when Eve did the whole monologue? I'm sick of being at the damn house. Oh, she tried it, and so we had to have our own monologue. We had to have our own dialogue after her monologue. Like, listen here, sis. We not, I don't care how frustrated you and Poe are. That's just what it is. Like, so, like I said, even them, and I, I get it. She was four, and I have to say, judge me if she was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, I get it. All right, let's swat and call it a day. But God damn about something. He was losing on Roblox, and he was like, God damn it. And I was like, so, sir, it's not appropriate for you to say that, but I get where you get. I'm a cursor, so I know that if my kids curse, they they got it from me all day. Everybody, everybody's frustrated. So, and and like I said, a lot of parents, myself included, dipped into those bags that we said we never would, or just wasn't on the on the plan, the game plan. Yeah, like, and I think it has given a newfound respect for everybody in their station to be like, Girl, you just trying to survive. 
Like I, told, I, said, I said one of my friends, I was like, I'm really trying not to drink today. Like today I'm making it a day I'm not going to drink. And she'd be like, why not? You stuck at home. Why are you not going to drink? And I was like, I just feel like it's been too many days in a row. I'm trying this, not to drink. And she'd be like, nah, girl. It was the great equalizer. It was the great equalizer. And then it was a weird space where everybody had to sit. And there were certain things that happened, just like you said, even with the Black Lives Matter, where you did have to specifically deal with family. Like everyone, you had to have those talks because it was so weird. And my husband and we were talking about how we were going to approach it. And while we're in route of talking about Nick Jr. and Disney Jr. were running the George Floyds, the I Can't Breathe. the So it was almost like as soon as the frustration started to plateau a little bit, this socially conscious thing happened that kind of like put a hush over everybody's nerves. Mm -hmm. And the kids were kind of like, okay, what's going on? And then we, we had to reset and then address this like social issue and this um, racial issue that had just came to fruition during the pandemic. So right when we were getting to that Eve's Bayou space of like everybody, then it was like, then this serious thing happened. Mm-hmm. And tapped the monotony and frustration and just like the you know everybody banging their head on the wall and we kind of had to like refocus so i'm glad that you segue to that so your kids are romans what six six, mm-hmm. six and four preston are five and four lord jesus um mm-hmm. have you all had a conversation about with them about what is going on socially Yes. Yeah. We, like I said, we didn't have any choice. Uh, well, we had a choice. So let me take that back. But they started running it. But we had said amongst ourselves that we wanted to address that. Um, Roman is um, one of two black kids in his class um, mm-hmm. in his school. And um, so it's something that I, I always wanted him to be firm in, even going into school period. You know, one of uh, his daily affirmations is, you know, I'm smart, I'm brown, I am, you know, I belong here. So he's always had uh, rumblings of, um, I want to say like uh, race, racial pride or just like pride in who he is. So this, we were just kind of like, how? Because I still, I've always, my kids don't even, it's the, my young, my four-year-old did say what the hell, but they don't even know like secular songs really. They're still very much in an innocent space. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, how do, how do we do it? And he did Roman, no, he was actually watching TV with me and they ran the clip and he said, what's the police officer? And I had to explain to him, you know, police officers and their interaction with people that look like us. Mm-hmm. What look like us? My daughter has all brown dolls. Um, you know, she's she knows that you know her eyes match her skin and her hair and this that and the other. So once we got into the space of people like us, I didn't want to I didn't want to hurt him too much or or I didn't want to grow him up too much. But I just gave him the soft. We just gave him the soft explanation of police don't see you the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. This guy, this officer may not don't look at police um, in terms of a sa- a thing of safety because I would rather Roman and, or just for mine to err on the side of caution. So if, if, yeah, if you assume the whole thing is one way, then the exception will be if someone's nice. The mm-hmm. exception, you know, if you meet otherwise. So with him, we just did a really soft um, explanation of unfortunately, and it was the first, it was the first painful thing we had to say to him that, you know, 
unfortunately someone will not like you because of this and it didn't we kind of just kept it there because the this was you know his brown skin but it's been celebrated in so many other ways at home mm -hmm. and affirmations every day i'm you know i'm special i'm smart i'm brown and um he sees it celebrated in, in at home and with uh, extended family so it didn't hurt him it was just almost like a and he did add the one awkward question he asked his sister, do they like Arthur, which is his, his, his friend is Caucasian. I'm like, they do like Arthur. And he's like, so do we like Arthur? I'm like, we love Arthur. Right. Arthur ours. But he, he, he did get that soft explanation. Four-year-old, she didn't really have too much of a, a dog in a fight, but he, <laughs> my sister, he knew what the police were. He wanted to know why the police was doing that. And then my husband had a, you know, a talk with him. So, I mean, I just. Go ahead. I said, I just didn't want to get into like the, the, the nasty parts of it to, to kind of break his innocence or grow him up. But I do, my child, when he's away from me, I don't want him to have an affinity for the police. I don't want my black son to think that's a place of safety or refuge because if he runs into the majority. It's not going to be. Oh, right. It's a, then it's a different story. So if he has this blanketed idea and he runs into maybe the minority, that's fine because they'll just, Hey, I know what you think, but you know, you'll have a different experience, but I don't want my six-year-old to have some euphoric idea of the police because we've seen children arrested. Right. It, we've seen children with uh, behavioral issues detained in an adult-like manner. So mm -hmm. it sucks. And in terms of progress, because my parents were very proactive in uh, race relations, like straight up, they're very militant with it. Um, so I knew I was going to do it with him. And just by progress, you know, in the way evolution goes, I had to tell him a little bit earlier. And he just had, whereas I had Malice Green and Rodney King, he had George Floyd. Yeah. It's interesting because to my knowledge, they have not seen anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so we haven't had an explicit, with the younger kids, because I have two older, I have 16 and 11. So our conversations with them are very different, right? With the, the babies, because I still call my babies babies. They always be my babies. Um, it, I haven't had to, but I remember explicitly three years ago, Preston started um, a soccer program here in Georgia. And we were at Piedmont Park on Saturdays. And um, he was like one of the first like little black boys there during the day. And Preston has gone to schools with primarily people who look like him, you know. We, you know, we live in East Atlanta, but, you know, everybody he sees is, is strong black men. All his, most of his friends are black. Like he had an Asian friend at his school this year, but primarily he's been around all blacks. Um, and I don't know if that's intentional or not. Um, I would have to think if I consciously did that, I actually don't really know. Um, mm -hmm. but I remember seeing him, it was two little white boys in him. And I remember him trying to insert himself and play with them and they ignored him and were <sighs> not even like open to like, and Preston is friendly, like, Hey, what's your name? How are you? Da -da 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 -da. And they weren't. And, and I'm sure it wasn't because he was black because they were friends. Like they knew each other. You could tell they knew each other, but right. that was my first realization as a mom, that my kid is going to actually inherently be treated differently. Not that I didn't know, not that I didn't, you know, think about it, it but that was the first ain't. time it was real in my face. Um, so different. 
And it's interesting because, you know, I work in all of my job is talking about, you know, race and has been for a long time. And I told a story not too long ago. And I was like, you know, I grew up in all black school. I mean, all white schools. I was the only black in a lot of them. And I remember distinctly in like first grade praying and being like, God, if I don't look at myself in the mirror for three weeks, I want to be white with blue eyes. And if I don't look at myself for three weeks, that'll happen. Like that's kid logic. Like, girl, you can't change anything about yourself. But to your point, I have been very intentional about exposing them and um, making them understand that black is beautiful and that is, is their heritage is positive and there's nothing wrong. And it's like Penelope runs around singing bigger, like the gift soundtrack. She runs around singing that she runs around singing brown skin girl. Like this is what I'm ingraining in her head because I don't want you to feel the shame at that time. Yeah. I had shame around how I looked and I don't want, I didn't want them to do that. But as far as having a conversation about race relations and police, like we have a conversation about police and we haven't had to have the conversation about that type of police with them. Now my older son He's getting, he's, he, shit, he got a license now. And I remember him wanting to drive. Oof. And I always was like, I'm going to have, the, I'm going to be the cool parent. I'm going to let my kid drive. Why, how dare me? My parents didn't do that to me. I'm going to let mine. My parents didn't let me drive. Da, 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 da. The moment he got his permit and I was like, I can't do it. I cannot let you drive with me. Like, I don't understand why. Da, da, da. I said, my biggest fear is for you to be driving and something happened to you with the police. And he, and this was two years ago, a year ago, two years ago. Wow. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I know that the police target black men and mm-hmm. I do not want you to be the black men that they target. Cause mm. you want to live in a world where you're self-aware. I'm from DC. I'm from the hood. I'm like, nigga, don't like. That, come on. Yeah. That's not the world he lives in. We've created this very safe place for him. But what we have done is make him very aware but we had to have start having those conversations with him earlier. Like he got called a nigger at school and in, in middle school mm-hmm. and he punched somebody in their face. And See, so- <laughs> you all set up his sensories. Correct. I, I will. Cause that's the thing. Every, Roman hasn't had a haircut where we, he just didn't want a haircut. And he, his, his hair is it's curly and he has mm-hmm. length. So we, we have the staunch conversation with him. You do not allow someone to touch your hair. That is nope. considered. Petty. You are not an animal. You are not a pet. You are not to be, you are groomed at home. You do not, he, again, it's, it's, it's in his, you know, when he goes through, we have the talk that we go through, we go through his affirmations and we go through rules. One of the rules is you do not let them touch your hair. I don't give a damn if they've never seen it. Then they, 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 you, you look with your eyes, not with your hands. At all. Um, and like, it's the opposite. He goes to, you know, he's, he's one of, like I said, one of yeah. two with, my experience in elementary school and then I went to an H which is why I flew to an HBCU yeah uh, Roman all of those things like you said we facilitated at home it's set up and you know where everywhere he looks is is brown and he knows he has to protect his sister and he knows that um you know not to, not to let anyone touch her hair now when they go to school mm-hmm. right? so it's it's oh no it's a different set of rules and just like I've had him he was telling his friend bye. He was waving, trying to tell uh, the young man. And the, he was an Asian kid. And I saw, I saw his mother turn around. Trent, 
she turned around, she looked at Trent, they looked at Roman, and then they kept going. And it, just like you said, it's very hard to police yourself in those moments. Mm-hmm. And I miserably because I yelled right across the parking lot. I said, maybe they don't speak English and they can't understand what you're saying, Roman. So you know what? We will save your salutations for when we know someone can understand our dialect. That's what we'll do. I said, because otherwise that's considered being rude when someone sees you waving and they don't do the same thing. I said, mm-hmm. so that's what we'll do. And then another parent, came, you know, she, she says, I, I don't think that's the issue. I said, well, that's the only plausible explanation for not waving when your child waving at you and yeah. i mean yeah so like you said you it's almost like a it something jumps out of you and i, I and so you try to police those things but race is the it's the one thing that's ever made me uh think twice about having kids nothing else not not when i beef with their father not when my mom <laughs> babysit not when i look at my boobs i it race is the one thing that that makes me think twice or possibly house um have um having had children because it's 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 so hot button it's it's, so hard to navigate because you want to raise these very proud kids and 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 the good good or bad like you know y'all are family entrepreneurs you know we are a, a stable today stable income to family home and my experience is different than my kids experience is different than what my experience was right like we've created this very safe place again I talk about I grew up in DC like on a swivel I'm always looking out of my surroundings my kids ain't worried about that I'm like I didn't didn't know anybody who lived in a house until I was damn near grown my kids don't know anybody who doesn't doesn't live in a house and it didn't make like the disparity did became way more real even last two years ago maybe last year one of my 16 year old son's friends that he goes to school with came over here and he was like i remember when they were building these houses because you can see my house like right off of exit he was like i you know that he was like i remember when he, they were building these houses and when they were building them i always said to myself i'm gonna own a house over there and i never thought that i would actually be in a house over there and that shit crushed my soul because it made the 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 income disparity for african-americans and the mindset of black kids right very real to me and 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 they're in high school and the other one that like really brought things to my attention because now it's just my life right i know where i came from but it's like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not denying anybody else or that people are in that. But like my son, again, he was like, we were like, why don't you ever have people over here? And for context, we have a five bedroom house because we have to, not because we want to, because we got four fucking kids and us. Like ain't nobody, we don't want nobody sharing our rooms and we were in a situation to do it. But um, we were like, why don't you ever have people come over here? This is when he first started going to high school. He was in like ninth grade. And he was like, the people I go to school with, I don't want them to be um, embarrassed or feel uncomfortable because our house is a lot bigger than their houses. And my stepdaughter at the time said, big? Our house isn't big? And for context, she goes to school with a lot of kids from Buckhead. And so 
she was going to sleepovers at the St. Regis with silk robes with your name is embroidered in it. So like everything is relative based on your situation and stance, but it, the fact that the disparity is so wide for black kids is, is crazy. So I try to make sure I keep my kids humbled. Um, Cause you know, we were kids. I got all my shit on Christmas on my birthday. That's how, but you do a great job of exposing them. They travel there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it gets deep, especially as the kids get older. Like, again, the conversations with my son now, like, we have real conversations. You're about to be a grown-ass man. Like, your station in life is about to be very different. You out here driving by yourself, like... Why, but it's, that's decent that he was empathetic enough to say he didn't want his friends, but then the sister who's, his sister oh, whose experience was completely like, different. She was like, she almost tried to play us. I was like, right. and I was having the advantage of knowing what their real lifestyle is like. Those are some really exceptionally well taken care of, well traveled children. <laughs> so that's just that's that's crazy. That just like you said, the gap was literally in your house. Tatiana said, "I don't want to make anyone feel bad." And another one was like, "Nick, our house ain't big." Look. To which now I, I I'm not batting the eyelash on a spoiled black girl. I I love an opulent brown girl. Oh, need more of those. But Correct. that's that it was that it was that close though. Sixteen and fourteen. That's crazy because just like you said, we came from me too. I'm the west side of Detroit. So I, as much as in terms of my kids, my kids have luggage. I didn't have luggage. Right. Now, I didn't go nowhere. I would. <laughs> I lived upstairs with my grandmother. That's why I have such a, my grandparents were downstairs. We was a two family flat. So I, and my parents, they did the slow grind. Like I, mm-hmm. I lit my parents with the shade. You know what I mean? They, they, they yep. hustled their, their way out of it. And so we, so my kids and this, you know, sense of luggage and, oh, well in the Disney suite for your birthday and the, di- we got to go to Canada and that's, and that's only because we lived in Detroit and it was next door. And like, that was the extent, that was the extent of, you know, now they did what they could. And like I said, they were, it was either hustle or house. Like we needed a house. We lived with our grandparents. So they had to get us out of there and have a house. And then, okay, then we can give you experiences. My kids coming straight into the experiences. Just like you said, my husband's an entrepreneur. I, we fortunately, you know what I mean? Through help and, and, and community, we were able to stay at home. But, oh, juggling that, just like you said, of making sure they have that understanding of humility and that people work to get where they are. Black people don't have generational wealth or lineage or, I mean, we're, we're just getting on that cusp, but for yeah. the most in terms of um, well-off Black people, that's work. It's um, very few lineage cases or passed down. Or, Correct. So I, that's, a, that's a thing. And, and we, it, that's a whole lesson in and of itself. And even it kind of extended itself with the um with the George Floyd situation because he's like, why don't we see it? And we were kind of able to ride that into, you know, you're fortunate, you're lucky. But it's for a six-year-old, but he knows, you know, he's lucky. He's seen we packing up these clothes and we're gonna give them to are you gonna give your toys to the other kids at the gym? Are you gonna give your well his dad has a, yes, we're gonna do that. Cause I don't want I mean, I want I I don't think there's I don't think we have enough well-traveled and spoiled not spoiled but just opulent black kids you know what i mean and so that's that we need a space in the golf club in the country clubs too so i don't mind that but i just want him to have a sense of humility and know that for your position in this world it's from work it's not language. correct 
I passed down. My sister made my neck. Both of my nephews, so they are in a similar station as us. Like they're they're entrepreneurs. They make you know decent money, and you know all of our kids get what they want. Primarily, they don't have to really work for anything. And um, my sister's stepson. I hope she's just get mad. I tell the story. My sister's stepson was very ungrateful, and his <laughs> mom lives in a different you know environment. There's nothing wrong with that environment. It's just different. And he was like, "I miss my mom. I miss my mom. I miss my mom." And, and his dad was like. Well, you can leave, but you ain't taking shit I bought you with you. And then when he came back home, he left and then came back. He was like, I want you to understand where you can be. And he may go out with the homeless people (laughs) at night. (laughs) But But it's about the lessons. Like, I thousand percent believe that's going to traumatize him for life. But (laughs) it's the lesson. However, humility is so, nobody, they make kitty assholes. Like they, they, I've seen some kid assholes or like, some just like, I'm like, how are you a dick? And you're only seven. Like, wow. Have you, so I, that's the thing. Just like old school with my parents, we just saw the come up from, we lived upstairs, got a house. Then we had two cars. Whereas with them, they're kind of coming into it. So we have to take, they dips into the humility pool a little bit different. You know what I mean? You're gonna go give the kids at the gym your toys. No, I know those are your toys. You gonna they gonna be playing with them. You straight, it's straight, it's all right. Right. But the same breath, they can get on the phone and beg my sister, hustle her out of a four hundred dollar train or some toys or whatever. But you need you. The, I I I for sure. That's one thing I do want to make sure I give them that I had was just I saw my parents save for the house. I, I would yeah. see the. I would I would hear them sometimes. This Christmas gonna be light. Okay, but then this Christmas would be happy, or so mm-hmm. I. I would rather them because nobody want nobody wants an asshole. Like no, like that. That is when you have failed as a parent. I feel Preston, like Preston today is like, mommy. I really wish we could just go to Jamaica. I hate the virus. I was like, <laughs> I wish I could go to Jamaica too. <laughs> Like, it's no, I mean, they have grand ideas, grand ideas. And the other thing is I can't fault them for that because what I had to realize and recognize is us as black people are the only people being like, you got to know the other side. You got to know the grind. You got to know the hustle. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody. Nobody. Like we had an argument about like DJ's first phone being an iPhone. I was like, why can't that nigga have a flip phone and work his way up? Like to... Why, why he got to start out with the best? And he was like, because if I have the capability to give them the best, why would I make them work up getting the other one when I have the capability? Now, if they lose that access, that's on them. But I'm going to give them what I have the capability to give them first. And I was like, and that is my school of thought. I swear to God, my husband and I are, we, we, we have those talks and I'm like, my thing is, I don't want them to be impressed by things. You know what I mean? So if we started off early, Roman already now, the collared shirts and the khakis, they annoy. So I'm like, good. That'll just be uniform to him. You know what I mean? Versus, you know, I dealt with the niggas that was geek when Trick Daddy was like, a good brand new Pope I mean, I, I, yeah. I was that whole phase. Whereas I'm like, come on. You know what I mean? Let's get these credit scores and let's get these words. My children is for experience, which is what I want. Just like you said, Preston saying, can I go to Jamaica? I think that's much more representative of good good rearing than him saying, I need these Jordans or I need, 
You know what I mean? That's that's a different addiction to me. And that's that I don't I don't want my kids in, I don't want Reagan crazy about a purse. I don't want because that was my understanding. My father was always I never asked a guy for nothing because my father was always like, if he can't take care of you the way I am, why bother? Why, why is he there? Mm-hmm. And so I never had that, that my sister and I, we never had that uh, uh, fascination or that, that asphyxiation with, oh no, he don't like unless he give you something. Now you will take care of me and be a gentleman. <laughs> but as far as, you know, that obsession with get my nails done and just these things, maintenance things that you do for yourself, I've never understood that. So my, I, I'm like, I, I would rather Roman think toys and things. You should have those. It, you protect your sister you know what I mean because you follow home rules you can have whatever you want so he's not impressed by it but shoot, let him see a new place on the map like can we go there can we can I can exactly. I go this animal and I, I I think that's good in adults you know what I mean I think it's good to be a lifetime student period but those people to be like a junkie for the bag oh no right because like material things are not what you, they're not experiences and that's like i'm i'm now learning to appreciate nice things because i'm like i could spend that twenty five hundred dollar on a, that twenty five hundred on a trip now my trips are oh, not like talking blasphemous we appreciate all gifts daddy true no no, no. A thousand, i've had to come to appreciate them like i've had to come to like i bought myself some shoes i'm like but that's the balance he's the opulent one and you're Correct. you're the and the thing that I remember being young, I remember coming into the workforce and all of my counterparts who were white were like, yeah, when I spent the summer in London, when I went abroad here and I, when I did this, when I went to Ireland and I did it and I did all this and I felt so inadequate. And that is the thing that I was unwilling to have my kids do. Now, granted, so far they only been to some islands, but that doesn't matter. Like, so we do a crew typically. Oh, right. We do a cruise for spring break and it's, it's a standard normal thing. Like they don't even think anything of it. It's just, we go on a week long cruise. Like we built up to the week and now we've done the seven days. Lord Jesus, please let cruise ships be okay soon. Um, it's the best, like one of the best vacations I've been on a seven day cruise on world. It was amazing. And they wanted to invite their friends. And that is when they realized there was a difference. I was like, so y'all just really um, don't understand that everyone doesn't have the same station in life to be able to do this. And they were like, well, why not? And I was like, well, this is like six G's for a week. Like everybody not doing it. And I was like, and to be truthful, we plan for it. Like we don't just wake up and be like, we're going on a cruise today. Like we plan for that a year in advance. Typically when we're getting off the, ne- off the one, we're booking another one. Um, and they were like, oh, and so that also was like a trigger in their mind. Like, okay, there's something different. Um, it was a rung in the ladder. It was like, okay, now, this is how I get here. Okay. Okay. So, but we are establishing these things to where things are normal. Right. Because I don't ever want any of my kids to feel like they're inadequate in anything and, you- and are able to be out with anybody of any race of any um economic situation and be like nope that's normal to me like and i'm with that being my contribution to society two well-traveled black kids get into it go ahead like i I, I, illiterate black kids to educated black kids to all those things like i remember we were choosing school for a dj 
and we he goes to a charter school here but we were like even if he don't come here please know he's not at risk like yeah. he gonna be okay and I, I like i said i i think if it's in context there's nothing wrong with giving a kid an opulent life i as long as you're gonna be there as long as you're not giving them the gifts and walking away giving them the gifts because they gotta go party giving them the gifts because daddy got stuff to do Gifts to play with it with you. When we woke up for Christmas, all our toys worked. My father would have put them shits together the night before. So that's the thing that I wanted to give them. Like, look, because to me, it builds up that confidence that just like for the dating world, when Roman is with a woman, you'll want a woman not that when you are in quiet spaces, what she says makes sense. For Reagan, it'll be the same thing. Not You won't be looking for a man to give you nothing. Right. It'll be a teach you something it'll be a man that has time for you it'll be a man so and and those things work um it, it and works i think we're also doing it so we try to create some equity into the world that they're going into right like so yes i'll have to have these difficult conversations with preston and penelope but on the other side of that is they'll be able to articulate appropriately their experience their situation know that there's a disparity know that it's different um because again like i remember dj dj played basketball he played basketball with kids from a a neighborhood that wasn't like ours and my husband has fucking 100 pair of jordans in our closet no not but that nigga likes jordans so shoes were nothing to dj right we're early and so he people would be like yo daddy got everything he'd be like them just sneakers like and then Deshay took <laughs> he took no, Preston to buy some back. They just sneakers. Press Deshay took Preston to buy some basketball shoes one time and they went to like <laughs> North the Cat Mall or something. Like some some mall where a lot of people are out buying Jordans on Jordan Day. Um and he got the shoes, Deshay got the shoes he wanted, and they were like, Little man, what's your size? Do you want them? And Preston said, Do they light up? Because that's not important to him. And he'll go, I think that's so, he'll, he'll, okay, a lot of people, and he'll go, he'll, he'll ask for what he wants. You, does, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. Some people like our label whores or bride bandwagons, what'll always be impressive or appealing, I'm sorry, to Preston and Pelley is what they want, which is what you want in life. Nobody wants to, you know what I mean, a follower. I want my kid to be, if everybody else like blue, that's straight, but I like that yellow one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because you're just teaching them to listen to themselves, essentially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I think in this Black Lives Matter situation and movement that we're all like, and people are also like, Jennifer, you haven't posted on shit shower shit. You know, I'm like, it's a lot. It's a lot that I'm carrying every day. I'm worried about my my black husband. I'm worried about my black teenage son. I'm worried about my five year old black son that I have to raise in this environment. And like the like when it got to the height of it because what i do is what i do my day job is race relation race related as well so i'm like i'm working all day talking about race i get off work all my social media is full of race my tv and my news are full of race so i was like i don't have any outlet to this right and so i did have to take a break but even today like if my husband leaves the house today and it's gone longer than I'm like, mm, I know how long it takes to do this. I'm where you at? Where are you? Are you okay? Are you this? Are you that? Because now the time we're living in about Black Lives Matter 
it doesn't matter what economic stage you're in oh. as a black person you are black mm-hmm. i don't care if you afro-caribbean i don't care if you jamaican haitian trinidadian if you are black you are black mm-hmm. and that is a mental toll i don't think people understand because now you're like how how can i look in my sweet child's face and tell them the world is going to treat them different just like you said something we knew but once you actually looked at your kid didn't it hit all together different i was i i remember sitting in the chair i sat there for about 30 minutes like damn how am i got how does like they're gonna see that about roman they're gonna think that about mine but it doesn't it it and and just like now it seems like it's getting worse because kids with hyperactive pro- elementary schools there were two there was a young lady then and there's a 16 year old in michigan she was just sent to juvenile detention for not completing all her online work and the young lady has um she has uh is it adhd she has like an issue but the judge just i mean just sent so you can't even say and then i watched the doctor say that he wears his scrubs all the time in new york He's like, just because yep. I'm a black guy. He was like, so I have to wear my, he was like, at least if they see me in the scrubs, they're like, okay, he might work in the hospital or we don't have to get on him. And I'm, I'm, it's traumatizing. It's, it's the mental load that people carry every day. And so when I'm at work and now companies are like, everybody's trying to be like, well, I, I want to, what can we do? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, giving money to an organization is great. What are you doing to undo unconscious bias? What are you doing to, create an not equal working environment an equitable working environment because you got to overcompensate whether it's black hispanic you got to overcompensate like while today we're talking about blacks and blacks have laid the foundation for civil rights it's 2020 nobody expected for this still to be happening in 2020 and i'm like emmett till was eons of time ago and it's still black boys getting lynched black boys getting murdered black like black people getting killed and I'm like, I got to raise my kids in this. And so I'm trying to keep them as close to the cuff as possible for as long as possible, but knowing someday I got to rip that Band-Aid off. And from what a, does that then mean? From a corporate standpoint, right? Like you said, you're, did the climate change for you at, 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 at work, even though you're working from home? I work for all all-black company. So my day-to-day... Um, in my office did not change um i think the most emotional thing that happened internally like you know most of us are older millennials if i mean i'm i'm right on the cusp of millennial like going the other side um but we have some 25 year olds 22 year olds who are really emotional upset right um because unfortunately for most older millennials or you know black millennials it's just status quo racism unconscious racism whatever ignorance blissful ignorance whatever you want to call it it is what it is we've dealt with it we know it's like being a woman i expect for a man to be successfully harass me right right for the kids who were 11 12 10 when trayvon got killed are now in their 20s and so all they have i i didn't grow up seeing somebody die all the time right like that wasn't 
that wasn't what we saw. It probably happened. We just didn't see it because of social media. And they now, because of social media, have almost at least yearly, if not more, seeing somebody die every single year or day. So that's in their mind. And I, like, we did a video and the girl was like, she was, and she's like, I'm so angry. She's 25. She's like, I'm so angry. I just don't understand, like, why is it 2020 and my black skin is not appreciated? My black skin is not enough. And my black, like, she's passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And she was out at protests. She was like, she was doing it all. I was like, I, I can't do that. Cause I'm not, I'm not taking my kids to a protest and I need to be here for my kids. So I have to figure out what way it is for me to be able to voice my opinion in the situation and support the cause. But like my corporate culture didn't change. What I have seen is some companies respond in a way that they are truly trying to make a difference and like this was the first time they had a wake-up call and i'm like uh we've been saying this for a long time but i think until it's i I think it was a a perfect storm per se when you're when you're in a pandemic and there's nothing else to do and nothing can happen and it still happens that's a little crazy and then it happens again that's a little more crazy. And then it happens again, right? Like, so when you get those, that trifecta that happened, I think it forces people to wake up. Now, what I also will say is, it's also some who are absolutely unwilling to change. I don't believe anything is wrong. I'm not going to change what I'm saying. I don't understand why X is wrong. I got to change my creative. I'm unwilling to, I'm unwilling to say the word equitable and I'm almost not willing really to say I don't have an e- equal workplace now. And so those are the ones that I'm like, mm, I can't necessarily support you with my money. <laughs> right, right. But I will help you as much as you want navigating this situation. Um, but with some of my clients, we've had very real, We, I mean, some of them have like this, culture conversation like we do it yearly with planning and I remember when I went natural like when I went natural and I was like I'm not relaxing my hair anymore and um I was very paranoid about it and um like I was like oh snap I'm going to a meeting in New York with this person I need to like get my hair braided or put my hair in a bun or you know something because I didn't feel comfortable with a twist out or wash and go or whatever and so I told that story and they were literally astonished. And I was like, but everything in my life has told me y'all like straight hair. And if I wear my hair a different way, you want to touch it. Or you're like, how did you do that? Or how did you whatever? So I think it's opening some people's eyes, but not on the scale at a level where it's important. Because what I do think is older white people who were kids or teenagers or early adults during the civil rights movement their parents were probably racist they may be racist themselves and they're still in positions of power so i don't think that things will really change until it starts trickling down to another generation so they have more people in power Mm. i was gonna say in the mixed grandkids help um you know that's they do John Banger. Like, we have some white women who are like, my kid ain't black, and I'm like, 
what? I don't, I don't understand that notion. But yes, and the mixed kids help. That I was just gonna say, it's, 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 it's humbling. It's a, like I said, it's, it's a bit of an equalizer. But either way, like this is a, it, it is a, it is a ill, it is the craziest time to be a parent specifically. Because if I wasn't a parent, you know, if I was just a young adult, my hands felt tied. I wanted to go protest. I wanted to make a sign. I wanted to get busy. But again, your hands are tied. You're, there's also COVID. You know what I mean? Then there's also, I have to come back home to them. So it's, this is a very, very interesting time. It was the one time women literally got to switch roles. It's like from the work, stay up. Like in a week's time, everybody was humble. Everybody like, changed. And then what, two months after that, everybody's woke. <laughs> everybody's woke right and then and then then we have to see what side of the bed we're gonna wake up on because granted we're and everything is about george floyd but people are making jokes about meg brianna taylor's killers still so it's like we be woke but then the girls still end up getting left holding the bag yeah we're woke with y'all but nothing for brianna taylor we woke with y'all but we want to pray for kanye but we're laughing at meg Mm mm-hmm Niggas get woke, but then what side of the bed you waking up on? (laughs) You know what I mean? I also have definitely seen people at club and mansion parties in Atlanta like ain't nobody's COVID or Black Lives Matter going on. I'm like, so did y'all see a different news report than I saw? Because I'm not going to nobody's club. (laughs) Which which is causing the germaphobe in me to almost jump out of my skin. On one, when Reggie told, when my husband told me that that was at compound the pool party did you yep. see the one the boosie had in riverdale i said you all may as well make punch in the toilet bowl is that it's like that is that like wait a second we're everybody's in the we share i was and my just for context i was one of the girls in high school that got a note for swimming now i was here for track i was here for swimming <laughs> got a note swimming i got a note so just as an adult, that i i, I I thought I was watching an episode of the news show used to come on for Daria, Six Sad World. I was like, this has got to be an episode of Six Sad World. Like they were, and then um, mind you trying to keep your schedule and everybody around you is our, our governor is suing our mayor. That's just how, and everybody's out, like nothing's going on. Like while the numbers are climbing, don't forget that. I have gotten five tests. Why? Because I'm like, I just need to make sure I'm clean. Herman Cain just died. I just need to make sure I'm clean. You never know. Like, I explained it to my 16-year-old. I was like, it's like AIDS. You won't know until you get a test. And And we're willingly expose people to AIDS. We're all going through this. We're approaching this all at the same time. Like, all this isn't like second go-round. Like, okay, if if it was this Ebola or maybe Spanish flu or something. Okay, we can revert back to the old. It's it's like the girls with ass shots. I'm like, you guys don't have anything to compare this to, but you're just going to dive right into it? Just have on it. No case studies. No, that's what I just had to take the hard approach. And you, and I'm going to say a couple of other of my close friends are just, they have that same sense of fear of this is an unknown virus that you all are toying with. With your children. I go on walks outside in the clear open and make sure nobody is near me. Like, if this didn't do anything, this was a very, this was a, 
the parents were in a, a special box of fucked with this. Like, I mean, he, it was a very specific column of fuckery that 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 parents landed on in 2020 because it I, I can't call it anything else other than the great equalizer. Men were at home hearing the kids just as much as the mommies did. Mommies yeah. wanted to much as the dads did. <laughs> like it was it was it was the great equalizer. We didn't really touch on this, but as a small business owner, because I'm going to say you're a business owner, too, because you are, um, yeah. how did you guys navigate um, closing, opening, what do you do, what do you don't do? And you don't have to go into details, but I'm just interested because a lot of people don't hear the perspective of small businesses and how that really impacts, especially small black businesses. I'm going to plug it at the end. <laughs> Effect Fitness. Um, I think y'all got virtual classes, you know, better than me, but, um, <laughs> um, how was that navigating that? Because COVID did actually have an impact on small businesses. It, it was, it was scary, but it, it was scary in a sense of just like, um, one thing you learn all early being a black, um, entrepreneur is save. So save. And again, not coming from generational wealth, save save mm -hmm. so we were already um we had already knew the minute that he was like i'm gonna go into this entrepreneurial space that you know we have to have this this landing bed so with that we just played it exactly we took cues from school it wasn't safe enough for the kids to be at school it's not safe enough to open then when they had the um the soft space i think it was when we moved into zone two to mm -hmm. which premature but he, he was able to do to fortunately um round the virtual curve um which took off so he was able to kind of uh gear steer his business into the uh virtual world which which thank god you know what i mean that worked but in terms of um how it affected us as a family we were just like you do have to have that conversation with your partner know what's more important is it money or family um yeah. but some people are you know and some people are some people are risking it some people are out here to play the dice role. But for he and I, we were just like, because we have two small kids. And it's mm -hmm. a gym. And that was one of the hotbed uh, facilities and the hotbed places. We were just like, we didn't have any choice but to and go cold. It's a gym where you sweat a lot, too. And, and you're really, really heavy. <laughs> and, and, and they would have, at one point, the class would oh. be 300 people. So we're talking high volume. So all of that was immediately cut. But just because of the the financial diet that we were on earlier, even approaching um, mm -hmm. small business, we were fine in that, right? And we were actually able to, um, it's going to sound corny, but we were actually able to deal with it with our, with our hearts as opposed to our head. You know what I mean? And like be considerate of the clientele um, as opposed to, and so they just did virtual, but now they were able to move into, um, well, they were for a little while able to move into um, a few private appointments, but soon as, as soon as the lawsuit honestly happened where the governor we saw was kind of foul play with the governor saying certain things or mass mandates weren't were not necessary mm -hmm. they just decided to pull back again and just okay. go virtual because another thing that's horrible for business owners in this is the leadership is shitty yeah. our governor and our mayor our mayor is saying that we don't need to have all of these uh casual um activities and businesses and bars open but then our governor is like oh so one seems to be protecting the financial bottom line, whereas the other seems to be actually care about the, uh, the citizens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, so that's the. I mean, I'm taking a drink to go now. Let me. 
Yeah, look, I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I want to say I, I was, I spoke, I called you. I think when I was in ozone. Like, I mean, you need these. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, sublime. So it's like you need these trips, but you can't get caught in that space where Correct. you you look like you don't care about your clientele or even your your uh, customers. So we've been able to to you know stay away from just just wanting to viciously be open or just doors back open because it's inconsiderate. And like you say, it's the thing that is affecting the most is old people and younger people. So how could you on any level- And black people. How could on any level disservice your own community like that? You know what I mean? We're not talking about a a hot, you can work out from home, they'll be fine. (laughs) And it's work. And that actually, that that actually helped. It it had a, a, a weird trickle down effect um where that actually opened up the um his clientele more the national uh, yeah the right doing it like that with the virtual so sometimes you know doing the right thing gets rewarded if you want to call that a reward or whatnot um it was kind of almost like the honeypot the way that went down during the mm-hmm. pandemic and now she's like she can't in her warehouses in uh, atlanta she's like she can't stick us and I'm like, so sometimes it, when you do what's right, it'll, you know, it, it, it actually does work towards the bottom line. But I also respect people that are closing their businesses. Like, it just can't go back. Mm-hmm. Dang. I was at Cami Cakes the other day. They closed Buckhead and they closed Bindings. Yeah. And now it's just um, Smyrna. So I said I was going to be intentional about going to buy there more because that has to hurt as a business owner, um, especially a small black business owner um to have to you know close locations where people you know were were viable for a little while and to a certain have our government doing the money grab they're like you guys can go out we literally had them say we can afford to lose a few senior citizens so when it gets that cutthroat i'm like (laughs) i'm gonna listen i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna follow the mayor on this one yeah i'm not risking my kids because even if they had open school my kids were going virtual and I'm not um, being out. Like, it's just not worth it to me um, no. to be out for a number of reasons, whether it's COVID or, you know, protecting my kids from. No, we're going to be Shaka Khan and Whitney in the fall. We're going to be every woman. The working mom is going to be a teacher. The home mom is going to have to be a working mom and start teaching. It's just, it's the illest thing. I mean, I the one schedule and I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> right no, the one lesson to me i'm like now as a family do we see never listen to a white man never the one thing we can learn from this is that never listen to a white man it never worked it didn't work with africa with both it's not working here it never listened to a white man wouldn't be in this and with that thank you so much kelly um <laughs> and, and that was part of why i you know i haven't I don't think I've given an overview of why I started Shit Shower Shave in a very long time. And I'm approaching three years, maybe? It's weird. Um, um, I, I started it intentionally to represent brown women um, and intentionally to have transparent conversation like we had today about the topics that impact us and affect us and also normalize therapy, normalize issues in your relationship, normalize calling your kids assholes, Normalize having wine at the end of the night because we all need a break. Between moms. Thank you. Correct. Because we are all out here together on this journey. Again, thank you very much, Kelly, for being on. If y'all are interested, it is effectfitness.com, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. 
she didn't know i was doing that plug so that's why she's <laughs> like uh 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 but support support a black business at least go and check it out um again thank you i'm sure i will talk to you soon all y'all again i will not guarantee i'm gonna be consistent i'm gonna try real hard because i don't like y'all <laughs> listening to me rant sometimes y'all might like my rants but... no but i was gonna say i gotta say it's a necessary platform jeffrey you definitely definitely <laughs> give us all it's a working mother who's enjoys her family but in, in a realistic way so we don't we don't have too many of those or we don't have like a wide spectrum of what brown mommyhood looks like so yes i was actually you gave me inspiration to do penelope's hair today because she had an afro for four days and i was like baby i need to get here today <laughs> look when i took reagan's old dogs out i let her live for a while when i took the the old the dog right like when i take the braids out i'd be like girl just let it rock you can let it rock but then it should be like mommy her daddy gave her a shower today she was like, mommy, I wet my hair in the shower. I was like, Lord, and I bet you he didn't comb it out. Um, <laughs> Jennifer, look at him walking. Look at him running. I mean, we walked like a ran. I would have gotten my head knocked off my shoulders if I got my hair wet in the shower. <laughs> hella, I mean, hella, I would have smoothly, I would have been in the dryer. Let me come <laughs> to my mother with a whole head of, of black hair wet from the shower. Hey. Uh, you're already doing you doing our ancestors' work. Wait, we breaking we breaking the stigmas. Uh, um, had brown sugar in the shower with no shower cap. Go off, <laughs> go off with Peloton and shower and babies the shower. Go off. This is why we need shit shower shave. Yes. So thank y'all very much. Tune in next time. It'll tell you on your subscription. Subscribe. Sorry. Follow me or us at, on Instagram at Shit Shower Shave. Facebook at Shit Shower Shave. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and I think that's all. Oh, SoundCloud. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.